covering everything in the Brainerd Lakes area. This is the Listen Local Podcast with Jacob Blazer and Colton Mayer. Good, good, good. good check, good, check, check. Good. I didn't know iced coffee was an option, but that's cool. <laughs> you never get iced coffee. <laughs> it could be 400 degrees out, and you're like, hot. No ice cubes. <laughs> Matt's like, I need ice cubes. I know. I am that way. <laughs> totally. <laughs> All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Listen Local. I'm Jacob Blazer. I'm Colton Mayer. And I'm Matt Lotman. Yeah. And we got Sam over there. Sam, what's up? Not much, guys. How are you doing? Wonderful. All right, yeah. So I'm excited today. Yeah, I'm I'm in a good mood. I'm going. His mic's working, so of course he's excited. He gets to say something. Um, Yeah, Matt sort of introduced himself as Matt. So uh, Matt Lotman, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sweet. Hey, thanks for having me on Listen Local. That's awesome. Uh, Excited to be here. Uh, So I I was moved back here from Arizona in 2008. Uh, Lived in Nisswa at that time, and now live just north of Pequot Lakes. And uh, I guess. Started a dock and lift business with my brother-in-law and uh, did dock and lift service work on uh, 17 different lakes and kind of just switched from there and went to, uh, built myself a barge and and from there I had a, one of my competitors actually say, hey, will you build me one of those? And and uh, I, that's where it all started. So now we own a company in the industrial park uh, here in Pequot Lakes uh, called Elite Industries. And uh, today we, we sold the service business a few years back and uh, that's what we do today. We manufacture fork barges for the dock and lift industry. So it's a good thing we're we're growing. We're uh, we just purchased a building north of town here, up in Jenkins, and we're actually going to keep uh, both locations. So it, it'll be good. We're very into the community, and and we do some cool things like inter- internship programs with the high school. And and uh, Jacob, you know that it's fun. I yeah. uh, like just love love the place we're at, love the community we're in, and and uh, can't wait to serve it more. That's awesome. Um, I Jacob knows a lot more about your business than I do. Uh, it's the first time we've met, but what? So you said you're you're doing two locations. What is your? Are you dividing that up, or is Jenkins one part of the production, and then Pequot will stay a different part of the production, or sales in one location and manufacturing in the other? Or what's the the necessity for two buildings? Yeah, great, great question. One one is uh, demand, and uh, getting underneath one roof. Uh, we have three buildings in the industrial park, and it's 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 a lot. And we got three buildings. You got to go, you know, in between. And this this shop creates and serves shop too. And and then it gets to be January here in in Minnesota, and everybody knows what it's like then. And then we're driving our forklifts back and forth. So it's really about efficiencies for us. So we're moving all our production uh, and assembly up to Jenkins. And what's going to happen down at the current facility? Uh, the first shop is actually going to be uh, a company called DocBot, and that'll be dedicated to that. And then actually what we're doing when we make the split and make the move, we're actually taking all the fabrication of our, our parts, like anything that we roll or shear or break, or uh, we're also getting a water jet table. So anything that's, uh, any product that's produced like that is going to happen now in shop two and shop three uh, of the facility here in Pequot. And then up in Jenkins, it's only going to be uh, assembly and then flat flat bottom fabrication so just to streamline the process that's yeah. what it's all about awesome that's awesome yeah. so um, I want to take a step back here the reason Colton and I really started this a few months back this podcast and a lot of content we do with Colton has to do like why Brainerd Lakes area um, so I guess the question to you is why was it so important for you and your wife um, to move back 
to this area and, and to start your family here? Ooh, this is a great one. So I grew up in a, a small town. Um, my wife and I were high school sweethearts. And to be quite honest with you, I wanted nothing to do with small town anymore. <laughs> you know, so we actually moved to Arizona when I was 19 and she was 18 and wanted to get away from the small town and quickly realizing moving to the big city that uh, you didn't, I didn't know my neighbors and I was there for like three years in our first house. I'm like, okay, there, there's no way I'm going to have kids and raise them in, in this environment. So uh, just kind of random how we got to pick, you know, pick Pequot Lakes area. Uh, my brother-in-law and his wife are here and so we came up here and we'd visit here obviously when we were down in Arizona we come up and visit and go on the lakes I'm like oh this is way cool you know so we just decided well hey we're starting our, our life back over let's let's just go up there because we love it and um, I would not raise my kids anywhere other than small town today and, and to be quite honest uh, anything from the school district to everything I, just by happenstance, we didn't research any of that, but we made sure that our house now that we, we purchased, uh, we made sure that it's in the Pequot Lakes uh, School District so that if they ever close open enrollment, we'd still be in the district because uh, it is a different feel. The community is the uh, most community feel that I, I've ever had experienced in my life. And I think it is a blessing that we're here experiencing that. And, and we want to be part of it. Yeah, so it's the awesome. coolest thing. Yeah, that's awesome. What yeah. town are you from? Where'd you grow up? Kirk Oven. So Kirk Oven's, oh boy. 20 miles west of Wilmer. Okay. okay. There's not many cities in the state that I don't know, but I, I don't think I've ever heard somebody say that name. <laughs> Kirk Holvin. <laughs> Kirk uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I have it either. That's, yeah. oh. small, small, 700 people. Yeah. We had uh, three different towns that made up KMS, Kirk Oven, Murdoch, Sunberg. Okay. Murdoch was like 235, and I think Sunberg was, they're going to get mad at me if anybody's listening for Sunberg, 62, I think, okay. at the time was on the sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have fun things grew up with like having klub i don't know if you've ever heard of klub no so like it was it was oh, wait, like this is that yeah is this the yard game is that yeah, is that exactly. yeah. yeah. it's not yeah. but yes klub <laughs> klub and ludafisk okay mm-hmm. oh we're going yeah Scandinavian. I've, I've, met Scandinavian a couple, sure. I've met a couple of people that play that and they're it's like their passion their number one thing <laughs> that they do in life is they get together with their family and play klub so klub it's not really a game i was like klub, is, klub is a food oh, oh. So sorry, so I thought I it? thought you were Klub? like laying into me like no oh, no. So Klub is a food. Oh, I thought it was a game it's, too. It's like Klub is Klub is the game I'm thinking. Okay. okay. Yeah, Klub is like uh, you can put different meats inside this ball of <laughs> fatness. <laughs> I, I think there's maybe like potatoes on the outside, and then they mash it on the inside of it, and whatever. It's yeah. if you ever get the chance, you just swing by Sunberg, the cafe. Uh, I think they still serve serve clue. Swing by Sunberg. Yeah. Just, it's it, it's yeah. different. So <laughs> Norwegian anyway. potato dumplings. Wow. <laughs> also known as raspbell. So I'm out on that. I, yeah. I can't tell you. So, I'm German, not Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> so klub. If klub. you could pick any food in the world, would it be klub? No, I'm a big uh, like chimichanga enchilada. <laughs> okay. You know, I went to Arizona and yeah. now I come up yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, hey, let's go to Pancho and Lefties. I'm like. <laughs> Nothing against Poncho and Lefties, but <laughs> it's not quite. It's not it's Rosa's not from Tucson. Yeah, right, right. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So you, you mentioned the, the school, um, having the kids come over and intern. Um, well, while you're, you were growing your business, at what point did you realize, like, hey, I, I want to be more part of this community? And, and why was that so important to get the kids involved? Uh, honestly, I think some of that is age. Um, the older I get, you know, we, we all get excited about maybe getting a, a – 
you know, a new dishwasher at the house or like all those things that you get really excited about when you get older and have a home ownership. Um, it, it's, I read some books and just trying to be, um, you know, the best boss that you can possibly be. And that's kind of when it hit home to me is just, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get involved with the community. I'm gonna do some uh, mentoring to whatever capacity I have the ability to, to mentor. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I just thought the, the school district was so cool and I met some of the principals at mm -hmm. all the events they have, like Denim and Diamonds and all those different things. And I got to meet uh, superintendents and principals and do all those things and just realized that, hey, I, is there something I can do? And then what's that? What's the deal at the school where they have um, career day or whatever yeah, it is, yeah. right? Yep. So Andy, Andy from my office, she's my business manager. We went to career day at the school. And um, it, it's funny the difference between 10th and 11th graders <laughs> coming, <laughs> coming up to the table and talking to you. But uh, just a cool thing, and that's kind of where it started. Uh, we had already done the internship program a year before that. And it, it's just... I just love that about the community. Everybody's talking all the time. Hey, how about this? How, have you thought about this? How about that? I'm like, oh, freaking cool! Like, <laughs> I'm gonna do this. Like, we're gonna we're gonna get a mentor, and or you know, we're gonna have an internship, and yeah. we could be a mentor and and teach some some young kid about real life, right? And that's the thing that I think should get integrated in the schools here, which sure. they're pretty open minded about it. Yeah. Is like as soon as you turn 18 and you graduate high school it's over. Like yeah. you, you need to, you need to work. You need to go yeah. live on your own. You need to do all these things. And that's how I was raised. Um, and, and that's what I want to instill in these kids is like, Hey, mm -hmm. let's do this. Let's go. Here's what real life is like the day you graduate. This is what it is. Yeah. Right? Your parents might let you go two, three months or whatever. Uh, and some people don't have jobs. That's whatever. Every parent is different. I get that. But, uh, get prepare them for what's after the day you graduate. For sure. And I think, in my experience, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree, parents can tell you that all day long until they're blue in the face. Yep. Your teachers can tell you that all day long, but nobody's ever going to listen to their teachers and their parents, right? But somebody like yourself bringing a kid in under your wing and they see it firsthand, like this is, this is life. This is what you got to do every morning. Yep. Show up, go to work, go home at night, get up in the morning, do it again. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a, that's an awesome learning experience that, I hope more kids take advantage of. Yeah. I hope more businesses around here can, mm -hmm. can give that to people too. You know, what, what exactly do, do the kids do for you? Um, it, it's like, it's real world and, and it's kind of whatever their mental capacity is, we try to not rein them in. Right. So if, if they have drive, we push them. If, they have a really reserved personality, which most kids do, right? We try to open that up. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you need to see it this way. This is how this works. Like, hey, try something new, do this. But um, we'll let them from, uh, our first intern was Tyler Manley. I don't know if anybody knows mm -hmm. Tyler Manley. Oh, yeah. um, he's, got, he's got a pretty entrepreneurial spirit about him. Yeah. And it was really good for us to have, have Tyler there. And I, I mean, that kid, everything. I mean, he was actually welding components that went out of the shop that actually went on a barge that is in service today. That's awesome. Right? So he, he really stepped up and did some of those, some of those things like that. Right. And others, we have them, you know, you got to start, everybody's got to start somewhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So you got a grinder in your hand and you're cleaning up parts. So they're, they get ready for weld and do all those things or scraping spatter. It all depends on what the ability uh, of the student is. So. so how are you sourcing these guys? Are you going into shop class and saying, we need an intern or you just post an ad on Facebook or career day, or is that how you find them? So the, the school knows now and they hired a, I don't know if it's like a 
county administrator that does multiple schools mm-hmm. and whoever has that job places the students. Um, they're, they're actually really particular about who goes where and why. And I think it's pretty good and that's their job. Yeah. Um, so awesome. basically they came in, interviewed me, said, hey, what are, what's your deals? And you know, I'm big on, hey, this is our core values and this is what we do, and, right? And um, we, I encourage whoever that administrator is to get us somebody with drive that like, we can really influence and, and help them if they have the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do things, uh, Andy, my business manager at the shop, has her master's degree in accounting, right? Mm-hmm. So if they wanna start learning some of the book side, because honestly, uh, doing the books is a huge part of business yeah. and yeah. most people don't know that. Right. Yeah. So, um, whatever that student wants to do, we kind of do a whole bunch of crossover. Yep. That's Very awesome. Cool. So Did, I'm going to get back. Oh, go we ahead. didn't have anything like that when we were in school, right? There was no, no. internship like placement. Pro- like, Did they have it when you were there? So they had it when I was like a senior, they offered it. I mean, I know Tyra, he was like, we played baseball together for 10 years, but yeah, no, he, it's like brand new. So it's like an internship. So you like, take your afternoon what like a couple days a week and that's like what you do for your class every afternoon it's every like, afternoon that's yeah, like oh. two and a half hours yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. during so, yeah. during school during yeah and school. you get credit for it too no kidding yeah. i remember yeah, we had idea. we could do that if we could have like a work release but it was our own jobs it wasn't help yeah you yeah know, we, yeah like you worked at the dairy queen or you worked you know with your family well, i think a lot of it was for the farmers yeah you know they'd say work release and you yeah. can leave to go work on the farm yeah right um well then yeah i, I must but, have told but other yeah then. no but other people other people they just couldn't they couldn't say no to you yeah. because you worked at dairy queen yeah. i didn't work at dairy queen i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying that was just an example <laughs> you didn't but, have a job no no i had somebody sign a paper that said yeah that. i went fishing i'm kidding i'm kidding, I'm kidding. i went fishing yeah um so let's get let's get back into like the growth of your company so you you came up here you had the dock and lift first, correct? Correct. You came Service back. business. Yep. Okay. You have now grown to elite, like, or was it always elite? Was no. that okay? So you've grown to elite. Yep. You're also working with a couple other dock bots you mentioned. I don't know how, how much you want to get into fusion works right now. And then the big, the big boy now. So is sort of like bringing all of it all together. Yeah. That's so, industry industry yeah. facing. Yep. Right. So maybe just take us through each step like of the business process. Like, when you decided to do this or why you decided to do this and that leading all the way up to, to this last year with Nalso and, and really what Nalso is and how it brings your industry together for the Midwest. Yeah, sure. Love it. Um, okay. So obviously the, the service business, um, just getting into business, providing good customer service, doing installs and removals. Uh, very, we didn't, we were pretty much service facing. We did a little bit of new sales, but it wasn't, we only serviced our existing customers. Mm-hmm. Um, we serviced 17 different lakes. Uh, aquatic invasive species kind of came into play about my third year, maybe or fourth year, and that's when I decided to shrink. So we had 300 some accounts. We shrunk down, uh, dropped 100 accounts that year, and then basically, uh, when I started built that first barge for myself, um, and then North Star Endeavors asked asked us to build one for them. We did that, and then I shrunk again. So then I think the next year we built three barges or two barges or something like that. And as the, the barge manufacturing grew, the, the dock and lift service business shrunk. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it was a decision on time management at that point. There wasn't enough time in the day to run both and do them and provide that customer service that we, we try to provide. So at the end, when we sold the service business, we had 87 accounts. Um, they were good accounts. We, we worked really hard to try to get um, good accounts, good paying customers, all those things, people we could service. And so we sold that business once the manufacturing was enough to, um, you know, I guess 
pay the bills, mm -hmm. right? So then we've, we focused really on, on manufacturing barges. Um, I don't know, probably a couple years ago, three years ago maybe, four years ago now maybe, time goes so fast, uh, we started NELSO. NELSO is the National Association of Lake Service Providers. Uh, I started that actually because I was all pissed off at the DNR. <laughs> uh, and it has quickly changed from being that to something cool. And it's really industry facing, helping out the, the dock and lift industry is really unserviced. And that's one of the reasons why Elite Industries is doing so well, is because we're servicing that unserviced industry. Uh, before we started building barges, you basically had to build your own mechanical device to go on the water and re remove a boat hoist. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of commercialized that and, and went from there. And then now so quickly changed to servicing the unserviced. And that's just providing new dock and lift owners getting into the game where you buy aftermarket canopies, where you do this, where you do this. We had our first Nalso show last year. Uh, invite, we're, we're, we're dealer facing. So if you're a dock and lift dealer or if you're a lake service provider, that's, that's who we target. And, and it's just to service those, those business owners. And that's what it's all about. And we have uh, members all the way from Maine, all the way down here. Elite has a pretty good reach, and we, we rely on basically Elite's contact list to help us build uh, traction for Nelso. So that's, it, it's, it's gotten a lot of traction here over the last year because there is a need for an association. There is no Lake Service Provider Association. And a lot of guys want that com camaraderie and all those different things to uh, be able to go. And if they need, they just want to talk to an another business that's away from them, that's kind of the same size, they can, they can do that. And hey, how'd you tackle this issue? How'd you do this? How'd you handle aquatic invasive species when you went to two barge operators? Like all those different things. It's, uh, it's gonna be a good thing, I think. And, and we're doing fun things like field management software and all those different things are, are gonna be coming out soon. So it's awesome. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to, I've always wondered this, and I've never really asked you because I, I, I always forget or I just don't think about it at the time, but it, in markets like mine, and I guess real estate too, it can be very competitive, you know, between different businesses. From the first day I met you, it was always about you and I guess other people in the same industry that we work with, Ben up in Park Rapids, it's been like, how can we help our competitor almost? It's not, it's not a rivalry, it's not a competition. But when did you realize in this industry, it's, it's better to, to not have a rival, but see them as an ally, even though they're, they're, they could be taking some of your business um, or, or your clients? That's a great question. Thank you. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it is. So when I first got into the business, I knew I was clueless, obviously, right? I knew nothing about it. Uh, it was just something I could use my back for and go lift docks in and whatever, right? And just go make some money, uh, support my family. So. At that point, when I first got in the dock and lift service business, it was not that way. It was very, you're my competitor and I hate you and back off. Uh, I'm not telling you any of my numbers, you figure out pricing on your own, all those different things, right? And there yeah. are still companies today, uh, old school companies that buck that. They don't like the camaraderie. Like, I have trade secrets and stay away. Yeah, right? for sure. When that changed for me is, I find it kind of ironic that you asked this question because I, I know the specific time on this one we had a big storm on Gull Lake probably six, well, probably seven years ago now. And I had built a few barges by that point, whatever, right? And it was, it wrecked the whole east side of Gull Lake. It was just annihilated, right? So Ernie's was out of power for like three weeks or something. I had multiple barge buyers at that point call me up and say, hey, do you need help? So what I ended up doing, there was so much work. 
Uh, I learned a lot there. We didn't make that much money during that time, but I, uh, it, it was the coolest thing because that we all came together and I went out, met with the customer, did the bids, worked with insurance companies, and I had four other companies that came up and helped me. I'd give them the work order, they'd go do the work, submit the bill to me, I'd build a customer. I, I would have never been able to get it done in the time that we got it done <laughs> if I didn't have, so it was my crew with my barge and then four other companies that came up to help. It was the coolest feeling. And at that point, my whole mindset started to change about the industry and, and what the possibilities are. And this this was still while you were service and building barges? That's correct. Yeah, yeah. both of so that that point. transition? Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was looking for. That was a great I have, to, I have to imagine the service side of it is really hard to differentiate, right? Like, how do you differentiate yourself one service provider to the next other than just the customer service that you you're providing? It. That's it. Right? That's it. I, when we first got in the game, um, my brother-in-law had uh, a forklift barge that Shore Station made back in the day. Shore Station made five fork barges. Um, they were kind of one-off, 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 uh, just like I do today, right? I learned something and then I reinvent the product, you know, put some more capital into research and development and, and uh, take a loss on this thing. But that, I mean, that was the progression, right? So we, I called Shore Station and asked if I could copy it uh, and make some changes if they had any proprietary anything on it. Um, and they, they said no. So we just took that and commercialized it. And all the little things that I was having issues with, uh, we implemented it into our new build. And then we keep doing the same thing today, but yeah. Yeah, cool. So um, let's, let's dive into a little bit of how, how I guess companies, industries are changing these days, how they market. Um, you're learning it firsthand about why, why Facebook, we, we all see Facebook as a pain, but it's also somewhat necessary as we move forward. Um, we've had a discussion about it, Colton and I, pretty much and Sam, everything we do goes right onto Facebook or Instagram, something like that. As someone who has always been like industry, I'm, I'm gonna work on things hands-on um, and, and I'll call somebody up to do my marketing for me. Um, what's that been like sort of diving into to that and seeing uh, how that's all unfolding? Uh, I'm definitely of the generation where maybe half my generation gets the tech stuff and half doesn't. I, did, I missed it. <laughs> uh, and and it's, it's really frustrating for me because I don't enjoy it. I don't posting stuff. I don't like posting stuff. I don't enjoy, nobody needs to know my business. It's like, I, I, I don't get that like, oh, I'm going to the grocery store or whatever. Like, no. <laughs> However, for business, you're 100% right. Yeah. It, it does work. And I, I believe in customer service. Customers are having a great quality product and having customer service is the core of things that a company needs, right? for making money and being great and, and just growing, right? If Amazon had horrible customer service or didn't you know, stand behind the products they shipped, none, none of us would go to Amazon today, right? So that customer service is, is key. So if you have that good foundation for your company, great customer service, a good product, and then you go to um, Facebook and you start posting stuff on there, it, it is a great avenue, YouTube even, right? Uh, that's where I started, honestly, was YouTube. And um, it is, it is a great partner in business to post these things. And, and I, I think the, the new generations that are younger than myself really feed off of that. And they really, I mean, it's a big part of their life, right? Sam. Yeah, Sam, what do you got on that? <laughs> As he's got those earbud pot, whatever those are hey, I'm, I'm yeah. editing your video. Right? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, whatever, kudos to them. So there's a lot we have to learn as, as business owners that are maybe of not of that generation, but, but Facebook is a huge avenue 
that, um, and I really, really realizing that content matters. And honestly, that's why I called Blaze Air and I'm like, okay, help me, right? What, what are we gonna do? What ideas do you have? Because it is not my forte. So um, it, it probably, we, we are a referral only business. When I first started, any business first starts, what do you do? You make flyers, you go out, you hand out business cards, you do whatever, you go out maybe to the bar, you go out to the community events and you do all these things like, hey, I'm so-and-so and this is me and this is what I do. And like, please, 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 right? Begging to get some work. Yeah. I'll prove it to you, I'll prove it to you. Yep. And now today, um, because of all our hard work and all those times that we did do that, I've sent out flyers the first couple of years begging people to build the barge. And um, this is what it can do and all that. And, and as you grow and as you do that great customer service and that quality product, um, that referral only side of things is huge. And how we continue to do that is by putting out videos better than our competition. And, and Jacob's gonna come out and do some more stuff this fall because of that. Because I, I know that Facebook and or YouTube and or Instagram or whatever platform you're using is a huge part of business today that it's just a great way to get out in front of the consumers. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've seen it sort of firsthand too. Yeah. Um, the main reason I wanted, like, I thought this would be a great fit. You both have the same mindset, and y'all about life and everyday living. I know both. I've known both of you for a long time now. But also, when Colton came to me, it was more about how do I get the community involved and how do we show that in a video. So between him, his agents, we do. Yeah, we do have the walkthrough tours or like the real estate stuff. But also, half of the stuff we do with them is community-based, community-involved. Um, getting businesses like Watteda involved, um, and then just really showing off who they are rather than just the business side of things. And then when you, I mean, we've done stuff like how-to videos and stuff like that in the past as well, but just this last conversation we had was almost the identical conversation we had was like, how do I bring other people in my industry into this video and not just make it all promotionally, you know? And, and that's why I think um, I wanted this to happen, but. But do you see, and maybe this is over to Colton too, do you see that as just as important when branding something as um, direct promotional videos, I guess? Um, I would say it's probably more important. Having that, it's not even a mentorship mind. It's more actually being a good person and exactly. wanting to help. Yeah. Right? That's what it's about. It's like, okay, I, I'm in a position that I can help you buy your dream house or I can help you do these things. And I think it's more about the relationship than it is anything else, right? And I think that relationship, we believe it in our, our core values at the shop. Uh, we have a, a family-oriented culture at the shop, and I, I hate the word team still to this day, but but it, we do have a team feel. Yep. And when you have a team feel and someone comes in, and with that team feel, you have great customer service, all those different things that a business needs, but you have a personal relationship with your clientele is absolutely huge. And whether that personal relationship is, hey, come to Beanhole Days, I'll buy you a cup of beans, right? Yeah. Whatever that may be, that is the most important thing, bringing other people in, not so much focusing on yourself, focusing on, on that customer. Yeah, spot on. I mean, from the real estate side, I'm sure you've heard me say it a million times, but people forget why they live where they live or why they do what they do. And my goal with these videos that I have Jacob do or the marketing that we um, that we put out there or even the relationships that we're building is just reminding people like why do you live here what do you what do you do for fun what what is your what is your life like don't forget about your family you know go home from work disconnect I tell my agents the same thing like shut it down every night just put something on your phone that says I'm not working past this time like this is family time um, 
the beanhole days reference like tell your clients you can't go on appointments because you're in this community event that has been going on for years and they should be there too and not not wanting to go look at a house or let's go pick up the beans then go look at the house you know like yep. it's just yep. small town living and reminding people what they're doing so and it's it's really hard for me to service a client that doesn't have that mindset yeah it, no it's, it's really it's tough hard. it's really yeah. tough I think and we, we all have them. Yeah. I, I mean, we do. And, and you I, might, and and you might lose them. You might lose your client because they don't understand your mentality, but some will, some won't. That's actually kind of a good point. I wanted to mention that. Um, without getting too political or however political you want, have you, during everything that's been going on right now, and um, I guess with the mindset we all sort of have on what's going on, have you lost any clients or have you seen the true colors of some people you've dealt with during this time? Uh, I, I, I get the privilege of working in a pretty unique industry and most of the business owners in the dock and lift industry have the same mindset. Um, so uh, when this all first went down, yes, I, I laid off half the company. I had a couple of clients call in and say, hey, can I can cancel or postpone? The second that happened, I'm like, this sucks. And if, for anybody that, that has had to lay off a bunch of people that we, Colton, right, we, we work, and, and, and Jacob, we work to provide our employees with a good place to work, and we are responsible for their income, right? Yep. We, we need to teach them, train them, do the things. We are responsible for their income. So any business owner that hasn't had to lay off people before, I mean, I laid off nine, nine employees at that point, right? Crazy. And it's, it sucks. And yes, the government put some things in there to make it not so bad for them uh, when that happened. And then after that happened, Right, it took about a month, and then the phone started ringing again after that. So, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that really answered your question, no, but okay. there, there definitely was that initial like scare factor though, across the entire country. Right, any any line of work that you're in, everybody just lost their shit for about three weeks. Yep. Um, yeah, we all felt it. Even in real estate, we were like, "What the hell is going to happen?" Right, we canceled probably a dozen deals. Um, just done. Pull the plug. Yep everybody give each other their money back and you know sit yep. back and wait to see what's going to happen yep. and then slowly it was like oh this isn't so bad oh i think we're okay now it's crazier than ever and people are running around and nobody nobody seems to think twice about you know can't tell who they are business they as usual yeah exactly <laughs> exactly is this really you at the closing table <laughs> oh you go to the closing table uh we're not supposed to really well we weren't and then we were but now again i don't think we're supposed to Okay, so I got a question for you. Does that does that suck? I mean, I don't know you, but does that does that suck for you as I don't know if you're a broker or what you are, but as a business owner, when you can't sit at the closing table with your clients, is that an issue for you, or is, have times changed? Um, depends on the relationship. Depends on the buyer. I mean, if it's an investor and it was like a two week, you know, this is the fourth time we've closed on something this year. It's not a big deal. But if it's like somebody, a first time home buyer or a seller that's lived in their house for 50 some years, you know, mm -hmm. those are the ones that you really wish you could be at. Um, so you deal with it. I mean, when we couldn't go to the closing table, we were sitting in our cars in the parking lot waiting for them to walk out, give them a gift, give them a hug, congratulate them and, and send them on their way. But um, yeah, you make the, be make the best of it. Yep. Make the best of it. <laughs> has um, so we ask everybody this when they come on. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, and actually, this is I'm I'm interested to see because I've known you for a 
good amount of years, even back when the coffee shop was at the little spot, and yep. you'd come in with the boys and your yep. wife and get some coffee, watch the parade, stuff like that. What's a perfect day like for you? If you could just get away from work for a day, what would, what would you do up here in the Lakes area? Well, you're going to be mad at me oh God. because it's not community-based. <laughs> um, just like Colton, I, I unplug completely. Uh, when we all get busy and crazy and like work is good or you know business is good business is booming we're all so busy at work i need to unplug so honestly what i enjoy doing is sitting at home um you might call me a hillbilly but i have a pond in the back of my backyard and me and the boys well i don't go in there that much but um we go swimming in the pond and sit there and hang out uh ride dirt bikes four-wheelers do all those things just enjoy nature um, I guess, guess which is part of part of this area, right? That's one of the reasons why I loved up here, all the trees. I made a whole bunch of trails through the woods uh, for my boys, and we go out there and we ride through the trails, and I get to brush hog them and do all those fun things. And that that is that that is you know my perfect day. My my in-laws have a cabin up north of Longville, nice. and my boys just learned how to ski this year. So I've told, as a parent, I've totally enjoyed seeing my boy's face just smile when they got up the first time and actually went skiing. So we've been doing that a lot this summer also. So, you know, just get out and join that lake. And, um, I, you know, I've, I, I know one year I spent 780 hours on my barge. I put on my barge motor Jeez. one year. And so the last thing that I wanted to do was go out and enjoy the lake, even though I grew up on the lake. And uh, since I've sold the service business a few years back, I enjoy it. So we bought our first boat this year and, and just actually going out and enjoying the lake. So that's it's awesome. Fun. Enjoying it. It is funny. What is it like driving a regular sized boat for you? Tell, you? tell you what, after you've driven a fork boat for that many years, you can drive a boat. Yeah. And whatever. I, I still do enjoy actually driving the boat and just yeah. seeing how close I can get to the kids, like in the front, and just stop it right next to them, <laughs> hand the skis up, and whatever. It's good. <laughs> What are you talking about, not community-based? I think that's very community. It's exactly what we're looking for. You've got, it's almost like woods to water right there. It you've is. Got, you've got the nature. You've got the lakes. You've got enjoying your family. That's, that's what this is, man. This is, that's the lakes area. We right should here. get them on the open door series. Yeah. Oh, Get the yeah. kids riding on the heck trails yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Colton that, and I do would this. that be a good one? It's sort of like the podcast put into video form where he goes out, I guess, we can say it now. It's not sure. a secret anymore. It's coming we're, out, it's coming out next week. Or, yeah. So, like, we do a minute segment of the door opens at his office and it opens up to fishing or biking or hiking or a community event. Um, but we, we've been looking for a perfect family to do like that exact what you were saying, like just a day in the life of a family in the lakes area. And uh, I think, yeah, dirt biking. Yeah, uh, just showing people, showing you know, what do you do when you live here? Yeah, yeah you know? by all means, yeah. we'd love it. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. All right. Well, we got that one. Check that Sweet. one. Sweet. My, my wife might not agree, but she will. It'll be, fun. It'll be good. Yeah. We'll just show up with a bunch of cameras. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Yep. So it's good. It's good. And back to social media, it's good cross promotion for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, I'm excited for that. I have, I have a question going back to uh, your sales and your, and your market. Yes. So right now you're targeting the service providers, but you also mentioned that you took you called Shore Station and said, can I duplicate this? Yep. Do you ever go back to just saying, Shore Station, you should buy 10 of these things from me? Uh, so Shore Station is a manufacturer of docks and lifts, right? Yep. And they don't provide any service anywhere. Um, th they rely on a distribution network, uh, different di distribution companies in different you know, regions. Yep. And they sell the product to them, and then the dealers contact that distributor. So um, Shore Station does 
help us sell barges. They do. So yeah, so if a dealer calls a distributor or you know someone calls corporate and they have a good relationship with corporate, they they do give Elite the referral as That's far awesome. as they buy a barge and call this guy. That's so, awesome. So how many barges are you putting out a year? I'm not gonna answer that question. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Every, everybody asks that question. Yeah. And I, what I would tell you is probably a lie. How's that? Okay. <laughs> Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to sound pompous. You, I'll flex for you. Oh, thanks. You, you know how a small town is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it, we get it already, right? I had a customer come in the other day, and now I have a great response. I didn't at the time, but he come in, and he's like, Matt, what do you do with all your money? And I should have said, I pay the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I didn't say that. I gave, I gave him the truth. And, that, you know, so the, the truth is, oh, I met this financial planner, David Cowell, hey, from Cowell hey. Financial. Hey. Yeah, David. David. So, I... I <laughs> oh, man, it's funny. So, funny. I, so, okay, David Call, this is how the circle goes. David Call was at Nalso, correct? Correct, yes. That's how he got my name. He calls me a couple weeks later. Yes. I said, yep, let's talk again in the fall after my summer so I know my finances after the summer because it's like, going to be really telling about where we're going as a business. Yep. Um, and I'm, so we talked for a good hour, hour and a half. And he said, I see you do a lot of work with Woods to Water. Can I get his contact? I text Colton. I said, is it okay if this guy calls you? I'm like, he's like, yep. Calls him. Next thing I know, I call Colton. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I just got done with a meeting with David Cowell. So it all comes back to uh, now. I love it. He bought me a nice burger last week. We had lunch last week. There you that go. was nice. There you go. Oh, <laughs> referral only. Referral only. That's the epitome of a referral only exactly. business. Exactly. Yep. Isn't that crazy? Yes. David takes it to a whole nother level yeah. of referral only. But I get it. He does really well, and to be honest with you, he's completely changed my life. Really? Yep. Okay. He's changed my viewpoint as a business owner. Um, I always make money and then I put it back in the business, whether I do yeah. research and development and I do all these things, right? Making my product better, I stick it in there. My retirement at that point was my business. And David Cowell helped open up my mind to, hey, since I've opened up my mind to, hey, why don't you pay yourself mm-hmm. and figure out a, you know, a budget like you put this much back into the business you do this ever since i've had that mentality my business has exploded and i find it kind of ironic i'm trying to figure it out like okay why why is this the case and i think honestly it's a little bit of just maturing get a little little, little bit older um all those different things that just happened i don't care to go out and party and i don't you know what i mean just that change in mindset uh helps you save money and do all those things so the man has done an amazing job in my world anyway yeah, there's also that accountability too, you know, of him just saying, here's what you should be doing mm-hmm. and just having somebody watching out for you. And he's yep. not going to slap you on the hand if you say no, Mm-mm. but he's telling you and internally you're like, yeah, you're probably right. This is what you do for a living. You know, it's just the same as you giving somebody in the service industry uh, advice on what lift or what uh, barge they should buy. Yeah. They can say no, yep. um, but so yeah. Sam, let's get all of our buying out, out of the way now. So then when I go to him, I don't have to be like, should I buy this thing? Because yeah. I've already bought it all. <laughs> I was going to say, continuing the full circle, my dad has used David Cowell for his business. Oh, for I like, was just going to say, we need to get you in touch for with For like him. eight or nine years. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. David Cowell, man. Good wow. for him. It's everywhere. Good for him. Yeah. It's everywhere. Um, before we finish up here, I do want to bring up Nalso one more time. Because seeing that firsthand, you putting it all together last year, because that was the first show, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, if that was the one at the MP center. Yes. Is that right? Yep. Yep. And it was, uh, I don't know the industry super well yet. I'm, I'm learning as I go, but from what I felt there, it seemed like everybody there was happy. You, you know, you were, you run around getting things set up that first day, but then by the end of it, you just seemed like you had this relief, like 
at least when I was talking to you, you seemed like you had this relief, like everything went well. How did you feel that first event went um, and the, the companies that were, that were brought in? How did you think they, they, they liked it? Um, we had mostly positive feedback and a couple of little things that we are gonna change this year, like the dates. So this year it's uh, January 7th and 8th of 2021, and it's a Thursday, Friday. Okay. And the show last year was Friday, Saturday. And nobody showed up on Saturday. And, and things that I didn't realize would be a good hit, like we had a breakout session, right? So we had speakers come in, David Cowell, Jacob, right? Uh, breakout sessions where they go in and go into this big room at the MP Center Exchange, right? and go sit there and you know learn something and, and something you know whether it's financial planning uh, we had laura there from Breen in person uh, just to talk about you know business partnerships or just different things right that a business owner uh, might need or have a question on and i, I think it went really well and and the reason why um that's the problem with wearing emotions on your sleeve right i uh it was a lot to try to pull that off it, it, it was more than i thought by far and then to get people there, and I thought the venue was awesome, it looked nice, how we had, how we had the booth set up um, for a first year show, I was pretty impressed. Two, two weeks later, I think, or three weeks, whatever it is, the Minneapolis Boat Show, um, we had multiple manufacturers, business owners come up and say, hey, I love how they preface it, hey, I'm gonna buy into this whole Nelson thing and I'll be at your show next year. <laughs> and that shows the, the need in the industry, um, and shows that it must be fairly positive feedback because people are talking about it. The, the dock and lift industry, I have no better reference, right? So just, I lived in Arizona and they're, they're exactly, the dock and lift guys are kind of like a Mexican family. They're really tight, uh, really tight knit. Everybody talks to everybody. It's like, as soon as, you know, this guy knows this pretty soon, I'll hear about it from this guy over here in M Michigan. I'm like, how'd you hear that already? <laughs> right? So uh, it's very, it's very tight knit. So, um, we're excited about this year and we're excited about the future of it and we're excited to serve them with whatever they may be right like waiters or whatever they need what the, whatever the industry itself needs we're going to do our best to support that so that's awesome yeah um you good i like it okay yeah. I, I, there's one more one more <laughs> this is going to put you on the spot too what has surprised you about this area living up here how long have you been here well what since 2008 2008 yeah. okay. so 12 years so Anything, anything shock you, or is it pretty much what you expected when you moved here? Um, I, I tell you something, I, I love handshakes. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, I think you can tell a lot about a person by shaking their hand and looking them in the eye. And I, th I think the, the world that we live in today with, you know, I used to be able to do a handshake and say, okay, I'm gonna trade you a pig for this, right? And you're only, <laughs> only as good as your word. I still believe that today. Yeah. We all go through growing lessons and learning and like, oh, I should have handled that differently or whatever. But the part I love about this area is that. You shake someone's hand, you look them in the eye, you're almost guaranteed that it's gonna happen. You still know, like depending on what, what person's hand you're shaking or whatever, but for the most part, like even the school district, right? Like you, you shake their hand and they're gonna do to their best of the ability what they shook your hand for, right? Yeah. That, that's what I love most about here, good-hearted people that want to give, want to uh, issue grace to somebody else. We were talking about it at the shop this morning. Uh, do we issue grace to this employee, right? And I think that's the coolest part about here is that team word. Uh, is a pretty freaking cool team in Pequot Lakes, I'm telling you. Yeah, definitely. It's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Let's end there. That was, that was great.
Okay. Love it. I wish everyone could end like that. That's, that's <laughs> awesome, man. Um, so yeah, once again, you guys have been listening to Listen Local. I'm Jacob Blazer with Blaze Air. Colton Mayer, Woods to Water Real Estate. And Matt. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. It was yeah. awesome to be yeah. on here. Yeah, Matt from Elite Industries. Um, check it out if you guys are looking for anything in the dock and lift industry or barges or you own um, a dock and lift company, pretty much everything in that service industry, you can you can handle that, right? That yeah. At least points you in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> thanks again, everybody. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Otherwise, we'll be posting this on Facebook next week. Peace.